Greetings hey. and salutations and welcome once again to the Cables Crusaders live at the time uh, via the internet. This wonderful thing mm. that uh, that connects us all uh, and uh, the infrastructure probably hasn't been upgraded in a substantial way in a long time. That's and true. Probably just one fucking rat chewing his way through a wire and yeah. it's, it's for us to be in the fucking dark ages. Yep, that's true. Don't need a fucking library of Alexander to burn. We just need a fucking squirrel to get bored. <laughs> that was pessimistic. My name is, of course, David Barry. Returning once again, I took an episode off and now I'm back once again. Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. I'm joined this evening by one one of the crew, uh, due to scheduling conflicts and illnesses, it is just me and the man who calls himself, um, I got nothing. King of rock, there ain't none higher, sucker MCs, call me sire. This is the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. Thank you, Run DMC, for that. That was beautiful. Yeah, they, they sound different. Uh, they just they sound kind of <laughs> white there. That was- hey, well, you know, I didn't want to, I mean. I won't stop rocking until I retire. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, as, as, you, as you should, as we all, I guess, I don't know who fucking knows. Uh, so. So, wait, hang on. I just blanked on my spiel. <laughs> ah, fucking podcast, man. The, the nerd ons, the things with number one, allegedly. Of all yeah. things. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, I got I to gotta read all that. Books with pictures. Uh, super dudes. Girls. We are. Oh. Your number one, allegedly, podcast for anything comic book related. And this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, powered by Patreon. Patreon. The Nerd On Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality as a member Oh, that was so long after because the fucking Zoom break. Oh, God. Damn it. It sounded great on my end. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, for as little as one to five dollars a month, you get early access to episodes like this, a Discord community, half open, half closed, nerdon.io slash Discord, bonus episodes, and so much more. Check it out at nerdon.io slash Patreon. Zoom is killing us today. <laughs> God, Zoom's the worst. For anything related to sponsored. the Capos Crusaders, you can head over to thecaposcrusaders.com, your hub for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all of our content as well as the rest of the Nerd on Podcast family. Nice. Zoom's still working. Are you with me? I'm here. I'm here. Zoom's still working. You here? <laughs> this is working. <laughs> I'm here. Fucking Zoom. They're going to hear me saying I'm here on this episode so many times. <laughs> Yep, yep, because I'm just going to be staring. <laughs> uh, anyway. um, this week, we are, of course, going to go around the horn. We're going to talk about some comics, maybe some TV shows. Uh, I don't think we're going to have any news. Uh, we might talk a little bit about WandaVision just because it's so goddamn good. Mm. Um, and uh, we are going to talk about our main topic, which is not the most fun topic, but I wanted to talk. I want to talk about it for a while. Um, I was hoping for a, full, for a full crew for it, but it's been... Uh, Scheduling difficulties and everything else and and, and varying uh, things. So on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about toxic fandoms. Uh, a thing that gets uh, thrown around a lot these days, the, the term toxic um, and its association with, with fandoms of all of all kinds. Um, so we're going to we're going to talk about toxic, not the, the Britney Spears song. Um, no. Uh, we're also not going to be talking about the toxicity of our city, um, of our city. <laughs> the toxicity. 
of our city. Wake up. Um, Make I mean, we'd love to. I mean, the, both Br- Britney Spears and Sisva Down, both brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. performers. Um, so, yeah. So before we get to all that, before we talk about the, the toxicness of, you know, things, um, when we are, uh, well, still in quarantine after almost a fucking year, mm. um, still locked down for the most part. I mean, depending who you are, some people just fucking out and about like nothing's fucking wrong. Everything's great. Everything's fantastic. Everything is awesome. (laughs) Um, But when we are still remotely recording our podcast, when we are talking about the comics, we like to go (gasps) around the horn. Hey, hey, what, what did Q say today? What did Q say? We get, we get a sale on corn. You said that. All right then. All right. Is that just the new the new excuse for anything? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like I don't have a coupon. It's like a uh, Q said. <laughs> Q that, said uh, there's a sale on diapers. A sale on aisle uh, fifteen. So uh, speaking of that, did you see that? I mean, as as we record this, um, it's it's the eve of it's the, the new, eve the it's inauguration the, the eve of the reinauguration of 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 Donald Trump, according to uh, <laughs> some people on the internet. Um, Alleged, according to some people, that which, which amendment was it that, that I believe it's the twentieth that says uh, we now we move the inauguration date from March fourth to January twentieth, and that yeah, was what they say was when the republic ended and we became a corporation instead. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It's it's like it's like when Rock became corporate Rock. It's, you know, <laughs> same thing. Um, and then and then the Undertaker joined, and it was really fuck. It was weird. Man. Corporate ministry. Who knew it? That yeah, yeah. Fucking that was it, no separation of church and state in the WWF in the nineties. <laughs> like I don't know what was happening. Um, but yeah. So uh, allegedly, according to some people, that that Trump will actually be the nineteenth president starting tomorrow. Um, so mm-hmm. if you hear this episode afterwards, um, if Trump is in fact inaugurated, um, oops, oopsies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if we should get to goose stepping yet. To, we to are now in. the capeless crusaders talking about uh, all the, things that Trump wants to talk uh, about. Where's the papers? Yeah, the papers. Yeah, what comics does Trump like? Oh, we'll talk about those later because those fucking guys are going to mm. be covered in our toxic fandoms. Anyway, uh, when we go around the horn, that was what we were talking about. When we That's go around it, yeah. the horn, we go around the table in a circular fashion, except for the fact that we no longer have a circular table. In fact, no. we are uh, miles away from each other, sitting at desks, talking to walls with microphones in front of them. Fact. And uh, something just fell in my bathroom, and I'm that TikTok you saw earlier. <laughs> God, fuck no, dude! Don't say that. <laughs> fucking terrified. You think homicide is sometimes justified? God, that fucking. Uh. Uh, anyway, so we talk about comic books we've been reading this week. That's what we talk. About. We also That's talk about it. comic book shows we've been watching this week every yes. once in a while. Where there used to be a time where around the horn was like was varied, and then it kind of just turned into comics. And I want to talk about a show this week. Uh, let's start with that. So we'll talk about two, I guess, maybe. So first off, um, as you may have known, uh, if you're a long-time listener of the show um, or if you're a short-time listener of the show, um, I have not always been the biggest fan of Superman. No. That's not just because... Shocking. I, here's the thing. I have I have definitely grown and matured in my my views of Spider-Man as a or Superman. As a big kid, time. big fan, older, I was kind of like, oh, he's boring. He's not, you know, he's very one-dimensional. He's goody two-shoe, boy scout, this, that, and the other. Which someone actually did an interesting um I think it was Grant Morrison. Um, even though he was talking about 
uh, Zack Snyder, and I didn't necessarily agree with all of it. He did actually say that because of the way Frank Miller portrayed Superman as a, go- a government goon, basically like doing his, you know, doing rate. Ra- was it Reagan? Yeah. yeah doing Reagan's, Reagan. uh, well, um, doing his, his bidding that was kind of made him look like a, a government right wing stooge, which kind of set up a lot of people's views of, of, of Superman, which in a lot of ways, I mean, he's truth, justice in the American way does not necessarily mean that he is, um, for any sort of policies, you know, he, for the most part, he seems he himself being a, a minority growing up in middle America, um, or an, uh, an immigrant refugee, I guess you could say. There you go. Regardless of all that, my views of, of Superman have definitely changed over time, but he's still not always my favorite character. And that, and that's the, I, a lot of characters aren't my favorite fucking characters. It just so happens that if you're the pinnacle face of a brand and I say, I don't like you, people are going to fucking fixate on that. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like, if you say you don't like Wonder Woman, Batman, or Superman, you're talking about DC, even though there's a billion other characters you could that also you say could like. you like or don't like. Don't fucking matter. I Swamp love Swamp Thing. Thing. Literally, fucking, can you, I'm pointing at him. Mm-hmm. I have his fucking giant action figure there. there he is. I have his action figures from the 80s and 90s down mm-hmm. here. I got the pops over here. I got all the books over there. Like, fuck off. But also, he's not, you know, when you think DC, you don't think Swamp Thing. You think Superman. All that aside, um, I saw a clip on Twitter last week mm. uh, of the new Superman and Lois TV show. Um, now, this higher this uh, the stars Tyler. I was just looking it up for you. Man, oh, fuck is like is like Hoke Hoakland. It, it, it's like a C. We're getting there. Hang on, come on, thumb, we're, don't feel me now. We're, we're googling. So yeah, it's, it's Tyler Ho- F- F- Ho- Hoakland. Okay, it's like yeah. H O. It's H O E C H L I N. So it could okay. be Hochlin, could be Hochlin. Yeah, there, there, then there's Sorry, probably an interview. Tyler. We, could do, we could do our research, and we don't fucking want to. So um, Sorry, Tyler, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah man, sorry. I'm a big, big fan. Um, <laughs> so Tyler was introduced as a Superman in Supergirl. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he was, of course, in their in their crossover. And then they basically found out where he was going to get his own show. It was going to be Superman and Lois. Um, and I'm going to be honest, as soon as I heard that, I immediately went to Lois and Clark. Exactly. From the 90s. Yep. Um, I immediately went to, you know, how much I loved Lois and Clark and how much I now despise Dean Cain. So it's just <laughs> a lot of emotions. Lot Imagine of if you kind of look like Dean Cain and having to live with that. Yeah, well... We can't all be perfect. Yeah, um, I can't. Maybe you could get some jobs from the Hallmark movies, though. They, that's, they, that's the only fucking people who hire him at this point. That and Ben Shapiro. Um, <laughs> so, uh, hey, Dean. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Him and him and Gina are gonna be in a. a, a here here comes a little Ben. Here come little Ben. Um, uh, hey, uh, hey, Dean. Let's <laughs> picture him hopping up on the desk. Hey, Dean. You like conservatism? Um, so. So Tyler Tyler Hoechlin was introduced as as the new Superman, and he got a show with uh, with his Lois Lane, mm-hmm. um, and I saw a clip from it where they kind of kind of recreated that classic Superman cover where you see him have the car and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's smashing into the rock, and everyone's like like guys you know screaming and, and running away. Even so the old S symbol on his chest, yes. the old black and red. So basically, it, it's it's a car goes off an over like an overpass it looks like and he and you know gonna crush a kid and he flies in he grabs it and he puts it down the people are okay and he goes over to the kid and he picks up his hat and he hands it to him and the kid says thanks i like your costume and superman says thanks my mom made it for me and then he just flies away and it was so fucking i was like you know what like i 
I like I like I immediately would just like I was I was drawn to that. Felt I was good. Just, like it was so it felt good. It was so like cool. He's being Superman, and then the way he just kind of shrugged and was like, "My mom made it for me," and just mm-hmm. flew away. I was just like, "Fuck!" I don't know what it was about that. Like I just fucking connected to it. Mm-hmm. Like may, maybe it was a kid that w- I, I mean I fucking was very proud of. My dad knows how to sew really well. Um, a lot of uh, like surfaces in our house are actually sewing machines, like under like 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 blankets and stuff. And like my, like my mom will have a bunch of pictures on something that looks like a side table. It's a it's a sewing machine, nice. and so my dad sewed all my patches onto my Boy Scout uniform, and my dad also then in turn sewed all my patches onto like my my Dickies work jacket when I got all these band patches and now I got my, my jean vest. He sewed the patches onto that. And I was always like, it was not the most metal fucking thing ever to be wearing my fucking studded vest. And someone's like, Oh cool. Like nice patches. And me to be like, thanks. My dad sewed it on, but it, but that's what I fucking did. Cause that was, it was true. My dad was really fucking good at sewing and he sewed on my patches for me and I was fucking proud of that. So that scene spoke to you, right? When you saw it, it, it on did. Twitter. It did. Yeah. When he said, when he's like, thanks, my mom made it for me. I was like, fuck. Like I, like I, something about like everything about it. I can't not like you. Yeah, exactly. Even, <laughs> even though of course people immediately started like, like dissecting the clip and they're like, what's going on with this crotch? And I was like, I don't fucking know, man. I wasn't looking at his crotch. <laughs> Apparently it looked a little weird. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but so, so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch this, this Superman and Lois. So we watched the first episode last night. It's an hour long um, with like commercials and everything. And I got to say, I was very impressed both in the quality of it, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the effects and everything. And just being a little bit seemed a little, to be fair, I haven't watched a CW show in a while. So they may have all kind of come up. It felt more polished than what I remember CW being like, which could also be the success of all the other shows. Um, it felt very polished. It had a good story. I mean, it's it's definitely still a TV show. It's it's you know not a, uh, quite on the same level as as a as a movie. But yeah, I, I really I really liked it. It yeah. was um, I like his Superman. I did not see it like I didn't know they were gonna flash forward so far into the future. Like they've they've been you know he's she's known he's Superman. They're married. They have two teenage boys about to start high school. Um. And and he's dealing with these like nuclear threats all over the place while the Daily Planet's getting like bought out by billionaires and chopped down and uh, his mom passes away and and just and and everything else. And they go back to their town and the boys discover one of them has powers like so fucking much that Mm -hmm. I did not know was going to happen. I think that's probably why I was so impressed is first off, I didn't look up. I didn't know the plot which lately I've been doing that. I've been actually trying to avoid plot spoilers because mm-hmm. it's actually made these far more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was, I was, I was just enjoyed. I enjoyed it immensely. I was, I, I, I was excited for it. I was, uh, some of it was, was a little, uh, a little predictable. I'm like, Oh, it's going to be, it's not going to be the perfect son. It's exactly the, the kid with issues is going to have powers. And, yeah. And, and this and the other. So. No, I, uh, I, I watched it earlier today actually day of this recording and um coming from it because we we've all been a pro man of steel podcast as it came out that was a movie we really enjoyed we really liked that superman film thought like the story they told and i too i was keeping up with the cw shows up until the last crossover like i watched the last crossover and then you know life happened um, so I knew that there was the merging of all the Earths, and so now all our characters are on the same Earth, Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, and now the Superman Lois and Black Lightning. And 
I came into this same way. I didn't watch any spoilers or any trailers aside from the scene that David brought up on social media. And those opening 15 minutes were easily, arguably, the best moments of CWDC television I've seen. Like that whole, I was saying that whole beginning had like up, had an up feel to it. The way it showed him landing here, growing up, Jonathan Kent dying, meeting Lois, marrying Lois, having a family with Lois, all leading up to him when he first saves, spoiler, the first nuclear reactor that goes crazy. That whole build, I'm like, this This feels like the biggest thing CW's done, both story-wise and visual effects. Yeah. Like, it felt really good. Yeah, it felt like and, a TV movie. Yeah. And the story they told, I really like the angle they took, the two kids- um, jo- Jonathan and Jordan, who, by the way, aren't really twins in real life, but they did a damn good job of casting because these two yeah. do look like actual twin brothers. And um, bringing in Lana Lang, Miss uh, uh, Manuel Shrieky from Entourage fame, or Don't Mess With The Zohan. That's the other thing I can think of her that she was in. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Entourage. Big, was, big fan of that one. Got more seasons in Entourage than that movie. Um, but it just, it had like a, this feeling of Slight nostalgic feeling. I got the feeling of the comic book moment, the Christopher Reeve, Richard Donner series, and also a a new take, the whole parenting aspect, the the two kids, him. I mean, we're going to say spoilers here. There was a moment that that hit home uh, when we find out not only did Jonathan Kent pass away when he was younger, but we we lose Martha Kent in this episode. And that moment, that buildup, that walk into the room, that was... So good. And I like the angle they're going with. I'm really excited by it. Maybe I'll start watching the CW shows again to keep up, but I'm definitely going to continue watching Superman and Lois just by that first episode. It was great. Well, it was great. I, I really, I enjoyed the one. I, I felt like it was, it, it was a really fresh, a fresh take in a lot of ways. Like I, I, I don't remember a time where we saw them married with, with kids that old. Like mm-hmm. that's, I've never, never seen that be a thing. And the way you were talking about kind of the the homage to a lot of other Superman, like in a lot of ways, he kind of feels kind of like the Brennan Routh Superman in, with the in, ice. in some ways. Yeah. When he yeah, looked in exactly. the ice. Yep. That's in what the I thought ice of. And, and the, um, the, the way he looked when he was like floating up in the sky, like kind of, kind of reminiscent yep. of that. Yep. Um, and it's, again, it's not to take anything away from any other Superman, but I, I really enjoyed what, what the, the direction they were going with it, introducing this, uh, Captain Luthor character again. Spoilers for the for the end of the episode. Um, we find out who's been causing these nuclear reactors. Knows a lot about him. Um, reveals that he came from his, his world was destroyed. He he has technology that can outmatch Superman. He has access to kryptonite. Um, and it's revealed that he is he is Captain Luthor. Now, whether is is he Lex? Is he Alexander? You know, is alternate dimension. You know, we, we don't we don't know yet, which which I think is cool. It's another kind of interesting take. Um, yeah, which is funny because in the CW universe, it's uh, John Crier from um, uh, Two and a Half right. Men fame. He's Lex right. Luthor. The yeah, last time so, we so, saw. So yeah, so this is this is definitely and again, he's the way he said his his world was gone, and he knows all about Kal-El. So obviously, they had their their big universe collapsing event. They mm-hmm. had the, they had their crisis. So clearly that that Luthor's world was destroyed, which is similar to the Alexander Luthor who was in the crisis in the comics. Um, the one who like assembled all the heroes on his space station. He was different from Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I'm I'm excited. I think it's really cool. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm into a Superman series. You know, for the first time in a long time. Um, Superman series. This guy. I like I like Superman. Yeah, Superman. He's <laughs> he's he's okay. I mean, he's, I, I, got, I got Superman comics <laughs> in there. I don't fucking hate Superman. It just he's an easy target a lot of times. <laughs> And again, we evolved a lot not, in the show. Hey, I was the DC only boy when we started. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like Man- Manderson brought up, you know, that I hated Superman and he never read a Marvel comic. Like that's, we, we grow and we change. And again, I, sometimes, sometimes I still don't love, love Superman, but I, you know, you like this one. Exactly. Um, and then, um, uh, what's the other, oh, and uh, th- wrapping up this week, just because we can't not talk about it is, is going to be uh, after this episode, is live it will have already happened but we will have the season finale of wandavision mm. uh which that to prepare for that my round the horn actually this week i went back and i started reading the vision quest nice uh from the 80s in the west coast avengers which is where that that white vision um that we saw in the end of the last episode again spoilers um that vision originated from um because originally so in in the comics vision was similarly he was built by ultron mm. um however ultron was built by hank pym not by yes. Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. So Hank Pym built Ultron. Ultron built Vision. Um, Vision, the gem in his head, not an Infinity Stone. It was actually just a solar battery and could also then use it to shoot beams. Um, he could still phase through stuff. And he also was made basically with the brainwaves of Wonder Man, who was deceased at that point, okay. um, who was an anti or he was a villain turned hero. Or no, that that was Vision was a villain turned hero. I can't remember if Wonder Man started as a villain. I don't think he did though. Um, and of course, that then ties in Wonder Man's whole familial lineage, which includes like the villain like Grim Reaper and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and in the the Vision quest, he ends up basically getting his his mind wiped in it and becomes this almost kind of back to basics, simple android kind of character. Um, and that puts a, a strain obviously on his relationship with with Wanda and bunch of other things and i haven't read it in years and i didn't, I didn't even finish it yet i just got the couple issues in so that's i'm reading that kind of to see where they're going because i thought i had it figured out i like when when, when agatha was where's where she was i thought it was the dark hold i was like i was thinking mefesto i was thinking Cathan. like i had all these theories and now mm-hmm. they've kind of been chipped away now they could still happen a lot could happen this next episode honestly mm-hmm. i've i'm not i i am not confident at all which is awesome like yeah. it's it's um it's it's surprising me obviously it's not like confusing me because mm. uh i who was it i think it was i'm blank on who it was there's a writer who basically uh tweeted at one point she's like as, as writers like w- no matter what you're writing like if if something comes as a huge shock or it doesn't make sense or it's such like a crazy like twist that you don't see it coming at all then as a writer you haven't done your job properly like your job is to kind of direct it. And yeah, like there there's certain things like certain crazy twists and mysteries and murders like where where it's not always super obvious. Like you don't always it's on a very, you know, linear path. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like if you can't follow the story, you know, what what's what what's the fucking point? And I feel mm-hmm. like with WandaVision like there has been some really crazy stuff, but like when there's been a couple reveals, I'm like, "Okay, cool. I think I I think I had gotten there." Like not like a oh yeah that was so obvious I saw a couple, there's a couple things where I'm like okay cool like that kind of I I I felt that based on what I was seeing and they mm-hmm. obviously laid breadcrumbs to to throw you off and then bring it back and so I'm 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 really really excited for, like for we, this episode yeah we, like you were saying we've heard the rumors that Mephisto may be the the bad guy here I saw right. one theory 
<clears throat> on the old TikTok. That's what the kids call it, right? They call it the old TikTok, yeah. The OTT. Um, and, uh, and the old TT. The yeah, old TT. It's, it's not cool anymore. The kids are leaving it in droves after you <laughs> TikTok said TikTok has now plummeted. Um, this isn't even live, and kids are like, well, deleting this app. I'm sensing some older guys saying OTT for TikTok. Um, saying that there could be possibility that Dormammu could be behind what's happening to Wanda due to, due to the book that she has and the interest in control Dormammu has over the universe. Right. And that's how Strange gets involved because Dormammu's back in. I get that. I don't see the MCU bringing Dormammu back for Strange since he fought him in his first movie. I, I, I don't see that being I mean, a possibility. I, the only reason I I see that as possible is because Dormammu is like a big baddie. Like mm-hmm. big baddie. Like like he's it was not a one and done. You know, he made the deal with Dormammu. Like he didn't actually yeah. defeat him. He just kind of outwitted him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could still be pulling the strings in some way. I mean, it, it does kind of lend to this idea that that someone wants someone want ac- someone wants access to the Nexus. So they've basically hinted at the fact that Wanda is a Nexus being. And the Nexus of realities are basically this. It's your one-stop shop shortcuts to all the different dimensions. And someone either wants in or out. That's kind of, that's what I'm, what I'm figuring. Mm-hmm. The reason I think, and it's actually one of the things that a couple of people have theorized is that there isn't a big baddie. There's no one pulling the strings. It's just mm-hmm. Agatha trying to break through and it's going to cause a bunch of issues, uh, which would, would definitely make sense too. She's, she's a witch and she absorbed other witches power. So she wants to absorb Wanda and, and mm-hmm. figure out how to break through. Again, that book is that book from the the Sanctum Sanctorum. Was that yep. one of the one of the books that was stolen? You know, Cthulhu being an elder god who was corrupted and he was like like buried in Mount. Uh, oh fuck, I can't remember the I'm blanking on the name of the mountain um, that that Wanda was born at. So like she was touched oh, by okay. by him, you know, in that regard. Mephisto, who makes these deals, like there's so many. I like there's a lot of cool theories, and any of them could be possible which is what i like like i when someone explains one of them none of them sound fucking far-fetched i get I, i'm with you the door mom who sounds a little bit of a stretch mm-hmm. but it could, could also be. explain how i mean something's got to get dr strange in there yeah get him it's gonna, involved it's gonna lead into the, the next his his sequel uh where i got that confirmed and paul bettany still saying that there's one he said that there's one more cameo that no one's gonna see coming and it's someone he's always wanted to work with and this has led to a lot of like if you Google has Paul Bettany worked with, <laughs> it just comes up with like 30 <laughs> actors and you're like, oh, just, like all that. Cause of course he's worked with everyone in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if, even if you like, don't consider um, like maybe he didn't directly work with Cumberbatch while well, he worked with Cumberbatch in, um, in 2009. Yeah. About creation. Charles Darwin. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can look up. I mean, he's worked with all these people, but you said, I think you, or was it Amy? One of you, no, it was Amy. Amy had looked up and, and in an interview, he said like two, like two of his like biggest influence, three influences, two of which are still alive that he hasn't worked with are Marlon Brando, um, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Oh my God. So Al Pacino has experience as, as a comic book demon. He was, you know, he, he played uh, a devil in, in the Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves. So could possibly be a big name like that. Um, <laughs> just imagining if it's Nero, huh? Which, in these shoes, huh? Very, well, of huh? course, of, of course, because they bought the plot in New Jersey. He's very much just like he, gives, he brings like the hardcore New Jersey. Like, oh, he comes, he comes out of a hole in the ground, and they're just huh? like, this, this is. 
Stock. You know Stock? <laughs> I know Stock. You know Stock? <laughs> it could be, who knows? It's, uh, it's De Niro. And of course, he has to amp up his Italian mobster character. Of course, 100%. he has to. <laughs> yeah. I got it, though. I have my next idea of who the big baddie is. You ready for this? What's yeah. he coming? It's totally okay. it. Yeah. Justin Hammer. Hmm? Justin Hammer just comes snapping in, dancing. He wants looks Wanda. Around, looks around a building. Wanda. <laughs> Wanda. Wanda. You and shiny head guy here, you get together, make some weapons for me. We're back in business. <laughs> he does. He wants in. Of course, he wants in the sentient, the sentient weapon game. Exactly. <laughs> I just want Hammer to come back in. That's all. I'm just for one that. glimpse. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm. I'm. this episode is... Man, so yeah. I here's the thing. So I I, I have I have, I know some people who who are kind of, they got they got sick of the sitcom thing real fast, <sighs> um, which I didn't because of you know the nostalgia about about everything. But if you didn't watch those shows, I get you know where you might have an issue with it. Um, of course, we we then come to find again spoilers that a lot of that comes from the comfort of her her dad so had all good these DVDs the and. Yeah, the way they tied it all into the, the so family dying and hinting at the fact that if she did, in fact, have the powers, then they were just kind of dormant, which hints at maybe like an X gene kind of a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when she sees the 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 vision in the in the Mind Stone with the, the crown and it's similar to the crown that Agatha's mother had, the blue one. Like, there's a lot of fucking little things here that, again, I'm like, OK, is it just Agatha? Is there a demon there? You know, it. Who fucking knows? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's everything they've done is just really well done. And also, I, I appreciate that. Like, I mean, at least at least so far, like, it's been a little bit obviously of like her being influenced by by Agatha and, and like evil stuff. But also, like, she's it's it's not it's not Wanda's not bad. You know, like a bunch of people are like, oh, she's just bad. She's just doing this. It's like. It's, untreated trauma she's had. it's yeah it's 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 grief and trauma and and could like she like what you know to have her her parents die come from a worn torn country like volunteer for an evil organization get experimented on get these powers like do all these terrible things lose used by a of, machine exactly used by this evil machine lose her part of her home country um lose her brother the, yeah lose your brother you know uh the incident in um at the UN building mm-hmm. and kill the the king of wakanda like there's so many things that obviously on screen we never saw her getting any kind of any kind of therapy or treatment or anything but she needed there was so much going on and then the that, loss of vision the right loss there. of vision yep. and then you know to, to find him being picked apart oh. and then to then find the deed you know in this town and oh. It just it's 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 a culmination. It's it's mm-hmm. you very much understand why why it's happening the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and for then it to go on to, you know, and, and the way she was driving around the town and seeing every everyone like thinking she could help everyone while she helped herself. Like, mm-hmm. it's I, I, I want to go back to the episode and go back to when they open up the set that all the DVDs. Yeah, I want to see full houses in there. Just to have Elizabeth Olsen looking at a full house cover where her sister <laughs> sisters are in the Marvel universe. Her sisters exist in the Marvel universe. <laughs> are the, all the Olsens in the MCU? Yeah, I mean, we that fuck. We know at least that you know Brian Cranston is. So it's weird. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's gonna be good. I'm really. I'm, I'm excited for the the Superman Lois. Uh, I'm excited for WandaVision. Um. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good time. So on mm-hmm. to our, our main topic. 
Ding, ding, ding. Uh, the, less, the less than fun part. Yes. We, we gave you the positive of Yeah, everything. here we go. Toxic. No. Toxic. Yeah, Toxic fandom. So um, the, the thing that inspired this, this idea of this, this topic for me was I, I took a break from the show for, for the last couple of months. Um, and a big part of it was uh, because after Wonder Woman 1984 came out, the immediate just rage, vomit, rage, vitriol stream on the internet in regards to the movie and I'm not even saying you you had to like. I'm not even saying it was it was good or you had to like it. Like that's not what I'm saying. My, mm-hmm. What I'm saying is it was a, with with. I felt like with the shutdown and not having. I mean, of course, there there was going to be a break from Marvel and Star Wars anyway. But without having like a big punching bag for like nerds to go at, without a Marvel, DC, you know, Star Wars, anything like that, it was just this pent up anger just directed at at mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Um just to see people just going off from every side. Like, you know, the, the, of course there's all, there's always politics involved. Like the people who are, you know, very critical of Gal Gadot and her association with, with the Israeli military. Um, the people who didn't like the, the story itself, you know, the, the people who are still being critical of like Jeff Johns because of justice league. Like there's, there's so many, there was so much a shit. Mm-hmm. That it was very disheartening, and it made me ashamed to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, again, the, the, and it wasn't just because I was like had strong feelings about Wonder Woman. It was just in general, like this, just like barrage of of bullshit. Um, and again, some of it may have been valid, and and some of it may have just been like legitimate critiques. Like I saw a couple people just like say, "Hey, here's why I didn't like this movie." Like I'm like, "All right, cool." Like you know, you have valid points. Um, but it just it made me go back to to just thinking about the the examples of of toxic fan bases that that I have seen over the years. Everything from Comics Gate, you know, mm. and 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 Gamergate, and um, Star Wars fans in general, you know, sports Kelly fans. trans, yeah, everything with Kelly trans sports fans, and and just every every type of fandom that I've been a part of. I've seen the toxic side of it. Now that's always going to exist. There's always mm-hmm. a negative side to it. Also there's, you know, toxic positivity is also a thing. There mm-hmm. there can be there could be too much good almost in in, in a way. Too much God knows the world of wrestling has the toxic fandom. Dear God, yeah. So <sighs> pro wrestling everything everything in between um and it's just been sometimes it's just sometimes it's too much and mm-hmm. and so I kind of wanted to to discuss and, and talk about them um and our our experiences with them and and kind of you know shed some light and and call them out and and hopefully recognize them for the the awful thing awful things that they you know they have done so r- right off the 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 top like i said with the with the the wonder woman backlash um it of course brought up a lot of comics gate because that's a pretty recent thing. And then the, the release, the Snyder cut, uh, fanboys. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously I will, I will say this up front 
because I know that you and Tom are doing the road to the Snyder cut on, on nerd on's Instagram and our Instagram and mm-hmm. then posting to Twitter and all that. Uh, and I know guys like Corey and Tom and, and Josh and everybody are very excited for the Snyder cut. Um, so let me preface this with, it is awful. What happened to Zack Snyder and his family? I will 100%. It was awful. What happened? Um, the, the fact that he then had to leave a project that he was very excited for and didn't get to complete that on top of everything else is just awful. The fact that he was given an opportunity to come back and finish that vision. Good for him. You know, the fact that he's doing things like what you guys talked about, like not taking a paycheck for it, just kind of mm-hmm. doing it to get that creative vision. The fact the, that a lot of the fans raised a lot of that money for suicide awareness. So, mm-hmm. Like that's all. None of that is, is bad. Where it's bad is the, the way a large section of this fan base went about this social media movement. Mm-hmm. Now I know there are all the, these positive accounts that were just, you know, like they just retweet each other and it's just stuff like, Hey, this is what we could have got. This could have been cool. You know, this is what we wanted to see. Like, you know, this was unused footage and, and all that. And just kind of garnering that support and getting those eyes on it, which, you know, that's, that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. I never saw that, which I don't know if that speaks to who I'm following but the people that I follow, the, the the writers, the actors, the things, the people that I saw talking about it were the ones that the the underbelly that I don't know the exact breakdown. I don't know if it's 50% of a 50-50 good and bad yeah. fans, 75-25. Like, I don't fucking know. But I saw a lot of fucking shitty people saying a lot of shitty things to a lot of people mm-hmm. and you doing it under the guise of, release the Snyder cut. We want to see the Snyder cut, this, that, and the other. Um, now again, obviously based on like you talk, you talk to Tom about his experience with the release, release the Snyder cut crew. It's a lot of really positive people just wanting mm-hmm. to see this director complete his vision. <clears throat> and that's fine. That's yeah, all well and good. Of course. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm still interested to see his take on the, on the movie just cause yeah. J- Joss Whedon's was, not the best and we've also found out that Joss Whedon is not the best you know, like <laughs> you know like that but the way even um in an interview recently basically like they they brought up the the toxic fans to Zack Snyder and he was like I don't have like what like would toxic fans raise this much money for suicide awareness and it's like yeah. well Zack that's um <laughs> that's a bullshit answer like <laughs> Yes, one they could do that. They could, you know. Yeah. Like I know, I know a lot of people that do good and shitty things. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm sure there are people who are in like involved with PETA, and they're like, "Yeah, we love animals." And then PETA also, you know, euthanizes a lot of animals. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know. Yeah. So, so to say first off that it, that his fans are not toxic, and how could they be toxic and all those things? That's it's it, fucking asinine. That wasn't the answer to give. Yeah. Yeah, no, to to base to, to admit admit that there is a problem and also basically say but hey, I don't, you know, to call call it out. Say hey, I don't think they represent this movement. Like I want mm-hmm. to do these things. Just even something like that just shows that you at least have a little bit of empathy towards it or a little yeah, bit of self-awareness. Exactly. But apparently he <clears throat> fucking doesn't. Um and 
he he just wants to do a serious adult grown up superhero movie, which that's what he wants to do. Fuck fine. Like that's that's fine. That's what he wants to fucking do. Mm-hmm. It's gonna fucking happen. It's gonna be serious and dark and it's gonna have blood and maybe an Amazonian's gonna get fucking decapitated by this <laughs> spiky fucking thing. Whatever. <laughs> Like it, he wants it to be black and white, and the Joker legitimately said, "We live in a society." I'm, <laughs> I'm getting off track. We we even joked about that. And <laughs> apparently, but apparently, my brain is too small to understand the depth of the Martha scene. That's basically what I fucking understand. From these fans. <laughs> but the point there is that there are these weaponized trolls, mm-hmm. either you know, who either were not checked by this movement or used this movement as cover for what they were doing. And it didn't seem yeah. like they were just using it for cover. They, they seem like they are very much the fans of the, the product. They, they want the Snyder cut release. They want the Snyder verse. They want the, the DCEU scrubbed from existence. They want all these fucking things, but the way they go about it, bullying, harassing, you know, getting people to leave Twitter, you know, going after these creators, like, uh, can't, who is it? Like these, like old school, like Marvel guys that like, or, or DC guys that comment like, "I like Superman with trunks." Like that's one of my critiques of the Man of Steel. I like Superman with trunks, mm-hmm. and then like all of a sudden, it just like it swarmed with these Swarm Snyder Cut guys being like, mm-hmm. "Fuck you, old man!" Like you piece of shit. Yeah. Like this design is brilliant. This is Jesus made form. Like <laughs> he's fucking saying that he likes the trunks that he's always fucking seen for the last fifty said. fucking years. Like. What's your fucking problem? Like, mm-hmm. this isn't, he's not telling you that your mom shouldn't have birthed you because he's wearing, not wearing trunks. But these fucking just trolls have nothing better to do than fucking spread negativity on the mm-hmm. internet. Mm-hmm. It, it, and yes, uh, to be all transparent as possible, yeah, Tom and I are doing, you know, the Road to Snyder Cut. But <clears throat> from my point, I have never not believed that there was the negative side of Snyder cut. Oh, it's there. My, what I've been doing is I've been kind of, I'll be honest. I've been kind of slightly ignorant to it where I'm never sought it out. I knew it was there. I knew it was there. I just didn't seek it out because I did want to see the Snyder cut. I want to see it. I want to critique it. I want to see when it comes out. I already think have a feeling it'll be better than Joss this league. Um, I want to see it. Do I like, uh, the majority of Zack Snyder's movies. Yes. Does that mean I put Zack Snyder on the pedestal of Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, uh, all other directors, Ron Howard? No, no. I think he's an entertaining director. I think he has great visuals. His stories can be back and forth sometimes. I thought Dawn of the Dead was great, but that was also uh, Josh uh, Gunn, James Gunn, who yeah, yeah. wrote that screenplay. Um I do think he has, a, he has a great eye. I think his cinematography and the eye he has is fantastic. Sometimes slow motion gets used too much. Uh, but sometimes it fits perfectly well on the scene, depending on the story. And I think a lot of that toxic fandom has to do with this continuing belief that you are either Marvel or DC. Yeah, You can't be both. Yeah, And for the longest time, you know, I... I grew up, I watched X-Men. I watched Spider-Man cartoons. I, I watched all the Batman and Superman movies. If you asked me five, six years ago, I would have told you I am DC only. Coming from a guy who only watched DC, didn't right. read DC, only watched. And it, it it's this 
this belief that we have to be one side or the other. And because Marvel has had such a run, you know, it, the fact that the Marvel Universe started when the Dark Knight trilogy was in the middle with just the Dark Knight. So Warner Brothers couldn't make their own universe. They had to wait till Nolan was done. So in that time, Marvel cranked out all these movies out to the Avengers. So they had yeah. their thing going. And DC didn't have theirs. And they had the Dark Knight trilogy. It was a great theatrical presentation of Batman, a real-world Batman. And they were starting their universe. And it felt like DC kids were just, like, so mad yeah. that Marvel had their thing, that they wanted to be so against it no matter what happened. They wanted to be little Marvel movies. When they say that there's no grown-up Marvel movies, I call bullshit. I say Winter Soldier and Civil War are two grown-up Marvel films because the topics they deal with in those movies, the topic of Steve Rogers dealing with an old friend, who he is in this present day, an old friend who's back, who's now the villain. Civil War, where you fucking break apart the Avengers because of this one secret that was kept. That's grown-up talk. I'm sorry. That's a grown-up story. I don't care what anyone says. And it to tell me that DC yes DC is darker and grittier yes their comics do be dark uh, tend to be dark and grittier but don't tell me Marvel's not dark Punisher is a happy go lucky character Daredevil lives a positive happy life I'm sorry there are dark gritty in Marvel and when they present those characters they put them in a dark and gritty aspect you can't yeah. do a PG Punisher sorry yeah. you can't make Deadpool PG and although he's funny as shit so I it just feels like it's this growing, continuing, you got to be one side or the other. And I that's why I take joy in saying, hey, I'm a Tony Stark and a Bruce Wayne guy. Yeah, You don't like that? Fuck you. These are the yeah. two guys I like the most, and I don't care that they're on opposite sides. And it just, we need more of that. Yeah, And it just seemed like when Wonder Woman came out, like you said, there was this buildup of there was no comic movies. There was no comic content. We're all locked up. We're rewatching old stuff. We're waiting for Snyder Cut. And we just wanted something to pick apart. Yeah. And then yeah. now everyone's got their under their Snyder cut cap. And the negative, the talk, the toxic side is like, you don't dare say a bad thing about him. This is Jesus. And you know what? Zach's not the first time to make Superman look like Jesus. He's always been made to look like either Moses or Jesus, which when he come, he was made by Jewish guys for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 imagery of like like Batman being, you know, strapped to the the pillar of justice with his with his mother's pearls. It's like, yeah, it's not fucking like it's not subtle at all. Like, yeah. if, if, even, like if it's not, it's no, like like if you go go read like Heart of Darkness and and you know maybe maybe like Lord of the Flies and let's talk about some imagery and some shit mm -hmm. and then we'll come back. Like that's that's very obvious. It's very on the nose. We can't do pearls anymore. We're yeah, done with the pearls. Fucking done with the pearls. It looked but, great the last five times you did it. We're done. It's it's and it's to me it's there there I mean there's definitely the split between you know Mar the success of Marvel and and now Marvel is is a punching bag in a lot of ways like Marvel Disney like it's very easy to to critique you know the the ones who are on top like and, mm -hmm. and I and I get that um and they they don't need me to defend them but sometimes I feel like I have to because you know I like something and it's it's also like. I don't know. I think like we, I, I've talked about this in the past, like this idea that like we need like darker and grittier and more adult, you know, like interpretations. It's like, you know, on the one hand, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Like I have, you know, the, 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 not the comic books, but the graphic novels in my yes. collection, you know, they're, they are darker and they deal with heavier stuff. And there's obviously there's more adult 
you know, fiction and in and, and graphic novels and in comics, but at their core, at their very center, like it, it started as, as, as funny books for kids like that, just like anything else. I mean, those, those, the, there's those comic strips and there's, you know, the, the dirty comic strips, you know, that's mm-hmm. always been a fucking thing. They've always been, you know, two sides of the same coin in that regard. And there's but the it, fucking family circus right there. Yeah. Just right. The taken fuck, fuck there. there. It's one panel fucking circle. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of this idea that like, we need something like for grownups. It's like, well, we don't, you have, we, we all have access to plenty of fucking content. Um, also Scorsese movie. Yeah. From a marketing standpoint from, I mean, I don't fucking understand these industries. I don't pretend to understand these industries, but it tends to be, if some, if you feel like an audience is being catered to, it's because they see money in that audience. Mm -hmm. That's, that's capitalism at you know at 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 going to you know when when we talk about in wrestling you know when everyone just hated fucking john cena if you were an adult and you hated john cena you had all these fucking other people hated john cena but he was fucking everywhere why because kids connected to him kids drove the merchandise sales Mm -hmm. you know an adult would buy a t-shirt here or there a parent was buying the wristbands the hats the pants the shirts multiple shirts the towels and they were doing all these things like kids drove that market for so long and now we're kind of on an upswing where maybe maybe that 18 to 35 demographic is kind of back in, in you know, in the crosshairs based on the, the type of stories that we're getting. And with comics, it kind of goes the same way. Like there's obviously there's, you know, there was the whole Max universe, you know, Punisher Max and all these different things that were very dark, very like just like 18 up, you know, like you you didn't want kids reading those. And there's always those swings, you know, towards that. And then there's the, and then the pendulum comes back, you know, for every fucking killing joke, there's a fucking Harley Quinn, uh, golden book that you can buy for your fucking kids. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, there's, there's balance. exactly, there's always the balance and, balance. and, and all things. Um, but I, I just, I, I feel like at least for me, it's, I, I'm still interested in watching the Snyder cut, but the idea behind the Snyder cut was really tarnished by those fans, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and the fact that one, you know, that, that he could not call out his own fucking fans and say, Hey, mm-hmm. stop being shitty on the internet. Even just that, I would have been like, all right, cool. Like I at least, you know, yeah, they're going to keep doing, they're keep, keep being shitty. But at least but doing that. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's very much the whole, like, you know, you know, stand, st- you know, stand, stand up and stand ready or stand out, you know, stand whatever stand the fuck. back and stand by. Yeah. That, that, that kind of fucking bullshit. It's just like, yeah. okay, cool. You, you, you know, you know, you can get money out of them. You know, you can get ad revenue out of them. Like, you know, you can get something out of them. So you're not necessarily alienating them because mm-hmm. they like your content. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but if like, I don't want those fucking people around me, you know, that that's why it's like with, with all these other things, like, like like Star Wars, you know, we, we like Star Wars. Yeah. No one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. You yep. know, it's it's for the longest fucking time. Everyone hated the prequels. Now everyone's back to liking the prequels. But, you know, <laughs> Disney, the sequels have been terrible. And it's like, oh, well, cool. But then, you know, we got Mandalorian and it's like there's there's just all this back and forth. And again, this isn't like it's something you can't be critical. You know, you, you can quite, you know, you can go after the, the cinematography and the writing and the acting yeah. or this, that, and the others, the story choices, like you can do that, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes, but, but when you start attacking the actors that are in the movie, yeah. Or, or even when you start, like, when you start, start bullying all these people and, and demanding, you know, if, if you didn't like a movie, cool, 
if you didn't like a movie, so you go start a petition to to reshoot it with none of That's the female actresses. Dumb. Like you're 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 hate. Yeah, no, just get the hate. fuck out of here. Like, wh- why why are you even here? Like, it wasn't for you. Yeah, you know the uh, the fact that it made billions of dollars, like or a billion dollars or whatever they make, like it, it clearly it's speaking to someone and that's mm-hmm. not you. And that's yeah. fine. Again, it's not that you can't be critical. It's it, I'm not saying you can't, you know, I'm not saying you have to enjoy everything. You know, we are far past that mindset of we have to like what Disney, Warner brothers, Marvel, DC, whatever they give us because we don't have any other fucking options. There's so yeah, many fucking options out there. Yeah. You can be very critical of it and go other places and get other content. Like you go for it. But when you have to just make your entire personality type is despising Star Wars or or being comics gate and just hating this forced inclusion and forced diversity that you seem to be thinking happening, which again, if if an yes, in some ways, like certain corporations, in some ways it seems like they're they're trying. Other times it does seem like pandering, mm-hmm. you know, like. I, I I hate I hate when people use the terms like canceling, cancel culture, virtue signaling. Like I hate when people use those. But there are there is something to be said for you know when when Pride Month, when all the corporations turn their logos to rainbows, and mm-hmm. then at the end of the month they say, "Cool, we've done our part," and they turn and them back. Nothing and else. That was, and that was that was fucking it. You know, like there's there's a lot to be said for corporate virtue signaling in that regard. But again, at the same time, when you suddenly feel like the stories are being catered to an audience that does not, is not just you. You know, if you suddenly feel like there's more characters of you know different genders or different ethnicities or different backgrounds, like all these different things. And suddenly you're thinking, Oh wait, you know, why am, why am, why are they coming after my hobby? Why is my hobby right. this forced diversity again? Why are they doing that? Probably for the most part, because there's dollar signs. You know, mm-hmm. like they see untapped potential in the markets. That's usually what they would want to go for. Some of them also want to talk to those audiences because they want to be more inclusive in what they do. I don't see why you wouldn't want to be for, more inclusive in everything you do. That doesn't, that that's a very simple fucking thing to me. Yeah. You know, like it's, why wouldn't I fucking want to include more people in what, in, in what I do? You know, it's, I, I don't want to just talk to people who, who look and act like me. Like I want to. Yeah, I want to I want to fucking learn the world's a beautiful big place. Like why the fuck wouldn't you want to experience all of it? And why wouldn't you want to bring other people into the the same passions that you have? Why wouldn't you want to share that with people and and also be critical of it, recognize where it's lacking, you know, in in all these mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. But to just become so like angry that your that your hobby is somehow being taken from you. They've to become taken like, my Star Wars from me. Yeah, to become a gatekeeper. Ugh. Like yeah, exactly. Like the 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 one of the worst ways you could be a toxic fan is is to be a gatekeeper. Is for you to basically establish a line that you have, like basically a level that you think is where you have to be in order to be considered a fan. Real quick, real quick. If you're listening to this show and you are a gatekeeper, stop listening now. We're, we're right gatekeeping this now. for you. We're gatekeeping, we're gatekeeping no, you. Actually, yeah. no, no, no. Keep listening because we want to tell you what you're doing wrong. Fuck fine. Or if you maybe if you don't want to feel like you're being berated, I don't fucking fuck. Off. <laughs> but but also again, we, we want to recognize this because it's like to 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 say that I have never gate kept would be one hundred percent bullshit. Oh, there yeah. have been so many We've times in my life, yeah, where it took me so long to realize what I was doing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, to there's it's 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 one thing and which it can kind of be interpreted as gatekeeping. There's one thing to like when you find out that that someone like you think might like something you like. Like to want to engage with them and 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 be like, oh cool, you like that band? Like, what's your favorite album? That it, it, when you when you start to to judge the 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 answers to that question, that's where you start to become a gatekeeper. And mm-hmm. I know in in being in a band and being in, a, in you know in a alternative music scene and a metal music scene, like I was definitely there were there were times where I re- saw myself as as a gatekeeper in a shitty way. Uh, and then I recognize and I realize, like, okay, I was judging these kids who would be listening to these bands that I didn't like, or or they thought they were metal and it wasn't actually metal. Like, okay, but then I was also a fucking teenager at one point, listening to like what was on the radio, thinking it was really heavy, and then all of a sudden I found out that there's whole other genres that are even heavier, and feeling excluded from that by like people who were within that, like that felt really shitty, and I felt for whatever reason like I had to also put people through that ringer. I also had to haze people to get into it. Like it's a, it's a shitty cycle that needs to be broken. And I feel like with, with everything from star Wars to comics and everything in between sports, like the, the, the gatekeeping is, is one of the worst feelings, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to feel like you like something. And then for someone to tell you, no, you actually don't like it enough. Here's Mm -hmm. what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like again, if someone comes to you for recommendations because they know that you have liked something for a very long time, like that's, that's, that's a cool feeling. You get to share your experience. You know, like I have a lot of fucking comic books, obviously I like when, when someone tells me they have a comic book collection and they have a smaller amount than I do, I do not say, Oh, that's not a comic book collection. This is a comic book collection. Cause I also know people with 50 times as many fucking comic books as I have. Mm-hmm. It's, if if I want my passion, my hobby to expand and to continue to thrive, why the fuck would I want to keep anybody out? Yep, exactly. You know, like why the, why the fuck would I want to like why wouldn't I want to expand? You know, our my the the, the fan base of the thing that I love. You know, yeah. like yeah, I might not know the fucking starting lineup for for the Packers. You know, maybe there was a year where I did. Maybe there's a year where I knew everybody's stats and knew everybody fucking starting, and I was really into it. And then the next year, I kind of fell off. Like, I don't want to, like, it would make me feel really shitty if someone's like, oh, God, you know, so-and-so's having a bad year. And I'm like, oh, I don't even realize they were on the team. I haven't been paying attention. And like, oh, I guess you're not a real fan. Yeah, I know. I love that. Yeah. How, who, the, who the fuck are, who the fuck are you benefiting? You know, like, if, if you drive me out of that fandom of that organization or that, or that, you know, thing like that, that medium, that comic, that movie, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy tickets. I'm not going to buy jerseys i'm not gonna buy books i'm not gonna buy movie like exactly buy, ooh, and and your and your thing is now gonna fucking die yeah there's it it reminds me again i'm gonna pull the, the heritage card it reminds me of old portuguese people go for it who who love their culture so much they love the ancestry the food the history the style all that but god forbid if you try to introduce people who are not portuguese who are curious about the culture and want to learn right. more about it. No, no, no. You can't tell them about this. No, no. This is just yeah. for us. But you want to keep the culture alive. How the fuck do you do that when you keep it just to yourself? Why do you think there's so much fame and popularity with things around Italy, around Mexican food? It's because they open up their cultures to people who aren't them so they can experience it. It's the same thing when it comes to heritage, when it comes to the things we love to watch, the things we love to read. 
you should want to include so many and get so many different diverse opinions that differ from everyone else because in the end, they're conversing in and consuming this product you love so much. Now, and yeah, I, I get why again, I get this, you know, you, you get why some people might feel concerned because they opened it up and someone came in and took it and made it theirs and made true. it. True. Of like, course. Yes, exactly. I, I get the concern of like, you don't want to let people in because cultural appropriation becomes a thing. Exactly. Like it's, it's, but again, there, there's that thin line between cultural appropriation and cultural Respect. appreciation. Appreciation. You know, yes. it, it's, it's, and it's very, it's very difficult because the, the biggest thing for me is, are you making, are you respecting it? Are you making money off of it? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, you know, a but, thing uh, for me. I, I'm, I'm still wearing the, the Polynesian hook around my neck from our honeymoon in Maui. And I don't wear that because I want to appropriate Polynesian culture. I wear it because it's like a second wedding ring to me. Because we fell in love with those islands so much. And I'm as big of a defender of those islands without actually having any of the blood in me at all. I'm just, I respect the culture. I love the culture and want to defend the culture and its history. So I'm like, I want to be the the number one loved Howley, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you know, you, you want, you want to bring people in to share what you're having. You also want to make sure what you're doing can, can thrive and, and, you know, and maintain, you know, some of it's, uh, the, the history and the, and the rich experiences mm-hmm. that it has. And, and God, and, and, and then there's hate. And then there's, I'm in an eighties group on Facebook and they will bring up the eighties wrestling years and say how that was the perfect wrestling time and no other wrestling era will combine with that. And I'm sitting there like, there have been so many stars from different eras that are worthy of the same level as Hogan, Macho Man, Flair. And of course, Ric Flair has been through so many decades. I mean, you can include them all of them. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows what era he is? But the the Hogan and the Macho Man and Andre the Giant and and Stone <clears throat> Stone Cold Rock, Triple H, and John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, these are all worthy uh superstars of all these eras and we don't need to be gatekeeping as to which era the golden era was better was it i mean it was great wasn't always great attitude era great not always great yeah exactly i think the the biggest thing for a lot of these is the nostalgia tied to them Mm -hmm. there's a reason when you like there, there's so many things like your parents might have shown you. And yeah, there are some things where you like watch like a movie that your dad loved, or your mom loved. And you're like, oh, I love this too. And there's other times you're sitting there and you're just like, the hell is this? Cool dad. Like, okay. Like, and then he's just in there like, yeah, isn't this great? Isn't this fucking great? And you're just like, yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I don't want the day to come gonna, with my boys. I'm afraid I'm of that day to come. But it's, but it's true. Like, there's, like, there's, some stuff stands the test of time because mm-hmm. it's it's overall like it speaks to a lot of people and it's really good. But then there are a lot of other things, and there are also a lot of things within those like really good things mm-hmm. that it's nostalgia. You know, it's 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 what you were doing during that time. Like I remember like the first time, you know, or the the 80th time I watched Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring in theaters, because I went to the dollar theater and I kept watching it over and mm-hmm. over. And maybe I'm gonna show it to my kids and maybe they're gonna be like, oh, the graphics on this aren't great. Like this isn't really my thing. The lighting, whatever, like who fucking knows? And Ugh. I'm going to have to recognize that like, yeah, I enjoy it for the story and these other things. I also enjoy it because it was like a part of my childhood, mm-hmm. you know, like there's so many of these fucking cartoons that I go back and watch. I'm like, wow, 
like you have to be able to step out and be like, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is hokey or this is, you know, or limitation of the animation they had or these voice mm-hmm. actors are so cheesy. Like you can recognize that and then go back into your nostalgia brain and go back to enjoying it. But that also means you have to be able to recognize it if you show it to someone else who has no connection to it. Yep. They might not necessarily connect to it in the same way. You're going to so take that, a five minute break, though, when they make those comments about Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to go cry. I'm going to go cry. But I'm not going to I'm not going to be one of those toxic people that now says, OK, well, the thing that I like is what's right. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell them what what they should and shouldn't like. Um, am I going to am I going to try to influence them in some way? A fucking course. I like these mm-hmm. things and I would love for my kids to like these things, too. Mm-hmm. I would love if my kids liked the comics and the TV shows and everything else that I liked. But I'm not going to fucking make you know, them. Yeah, I'm not going to destroy their fucking yeah. lives and, and, and bully them on fucking Twitter if they don't like it. My dad is a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. Yes, okay? that's exactly. That's a great example. Loves the Los Angeles Dodgers in baseball. Yeah, fucking weirdo. Who knows? He raised <laughs> a son who loves the 49ers and the Oakland A's. He hates never once day. hates me. <laughs> He never once like made me wear a cowboy jacket. The only time was when I played flag football and he coached the Cowboys. So I had to be a cowboy. Yeah, but course, yeah. other than that, he never made me a cowboy. He never made me a Dodger. He let me choose the teams I want. And now he and I have this great rivalry when football and baseball comes around. Yeah. But, well, uh, but he, yeah. he loves that you love the sport that exactly. he loves. He loves that he gets to share that with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, I mean, I don't, I don't, for, okay, for example, like, I don't dislike manga or anime at all. Like, I have, I have a couple manga in my collection, watched a bunch of anime, but mm-hmm. I'm not, like, a, I don't consider myself a super fan of those in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think they're cool. Again, I, I see a lot of people, like, share, like, clips and stuff. I'm like, oh, that fucking looks cool. Maybe I'll watch that sometime. Like, I just, it, and then it gets added to the pile, and it just never happens. Cause, then there's hentai. Yeah, I have two children. Yeah, that, that's also a thing. Um, <laughs> but, like, if... If I showed my kids comic books and they ended up like instead gravitating towards manga, which is basically just Japanese comic books, different mm-hmm. style, I'd be fucking happy with that. Yeah. Like if, if they came to the table like, Dad, I read this great, you know, manga and they wanted to tell me about it, I would I would be really fucking excited. Yep. If they just found a book, if they're reading novels, if they're reading nonfiction, if they were doing anything, if they were passionate about it and they wanted to share it with me, I'm I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna you know, clamp down and tell them like, no, we like no. this in this household. Yeah. We are a Marvel household, you know, like I'm not going to fucking do that shit. Like that's, but, yeah. and that's and how it feels like some of these people are in these different fandoms. Again, whether it's star Wars or, or comics or sports or anything, it's just that they, they feel like one, they're, they're the, they're the expert, you know, they're, they're the ones who know, um, it's their clubhouse that you're not allowed to get into, mm-hmm. you know, like they, 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 they keep that gate and it is, it is their gate to keep, mm-hmm. you know, it is like the, the part of the problem. Again, there's, there's the pot, there's a, there's a positive and negative side to, to what the Snyder cut, what, what making the Snyder cut means mm-hmm. on the one hand, it meant that again, this, this guy who this terrible thing happened to, is able to complete an artistic project of his. That's that's a positive. The fans who really wanted to see that vision come to fruition 
get to see that they they get to and they get to have if influenced it in a way you know like it, it does it does feel cool when you rally for something when if you're, if you're if you're a fan of a show that gets canceled and you sign the petition not bullying people not attacking mm-hmm. people but you say i really liked this show i wish i could see it end and then netflix picks it up and you get to see it finish like that's a good feeling it has it has to, that justice feeling like like dave Chappelle getting his his name and show back exactly yeah it, it's it's there, there's there's that like you know when a when a when a comic gets canceled because the individual sales aren't good, but then the trade does really well, so they bring it back, mm-hmm. and you like you feel fucking vindicated, you know. Yep. But again, it's it's you're you're not going after Marvel and saying, "Hey, you fucking assholes, you idiot pieces of shit!" Like you need to fucking do this. Fuck this person. This person go kill themselves, and you should fucking make my comic happen. Exactly. No, you're you're fucking awful. But yeah. when you go and you say, "Hey, Marvel, I loved this book. This book is so much fun." Like. I love this writer. I love this artist. Like, I really hope I get to see the finish of that. And it comes up and then, you know, they, they decide to, to, you know, finish the story. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So for, for a portion of the, of the Snyder cut fans, it seems like that's, that's what's happening here. Yeah. For another portion, they now feel that their bad behavior has been rewarded. rewarded yeah. Yes. They, they feel empowered yeah. by this bullying hatred that they have brought in. Like when, What's it the goes next back, movie we can get? Exactly. Who who's who's the next uh person of color, female writer, gay person who's in Hollywood that we can get fired and get mm-hmm. replaced with Ben Shapiro? Um it oh, a little bit, a little bit. Get out of here. I heard my name. I heard oh, my name. A little bit. I'm not talking about you. Oh, here. sorry. There we go. Smacked him off the table. Um it, I'm not stopping that stick the feet. No, that's a, that's a little thing feet now. Ben Shapiro. That's a thing. Um <laughs> But it's like the um, like Chuck Chuck Wendig, who you know you you might have seen him on 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 Twitter. Um, he's a writer, he's an author. Um, basically, he was fired by by Disney Star Wars from the project that he was working on, um, more or less because of a like a like a troll smear campaign on Twitter. They 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 basically just got him fired because they were shitty trolls, and. When that happens, all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, cool. Now we we know we can influence this. Who's we know next? this worked. Yeah, we know this worked." And again, the 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 positive side of it is it's not to take anything away from that, but then now you have this other side that's like, "All right, cool. Now, you know, fuck, you know, recast this person, cancel this movie, make this happen. Like, fuck mm-hmm. you, DC. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. Like, give us what we want." Those people and those people are always going to exist, whether whether yeah. the, whether this had happened or not. Like they would have existed, but just the fact that those people got what they wanted is just it. It feels shitty, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's when any when any of these people when 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 bullies and 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 trolls get their way, yeah, it, it doesn't feel good. And you know, going back to where we started this episode with, uh, we recently got news about. Uh, Superman regarding their new writer, Tanasi oh, Coates, yeah. oh, who is an amazing yeah. writer, both yeah, in comics is. and in nonfiction. Yeah. And it, this news that came out was that there's going to be a new Superman story with JJ Abrams producing and Tanasi Coates writing. Right. Now we still have no idea whether it is an, a, a completely new reboot or just a new chapter in the Superman story. Is it with Henry Cavill? Is it not? We don't know yet. We have no idea. There have been rumors in the past about Michael B. Jordan Jordan wanting to play the Earth-23 Superman yeah. in the movie. And many have thought maybe this is what Tanasi Coates is writing. 
either way, I, I, I'm excited whether it's Tanahasi writing a Henry Cavill Superman story or Tanahasi writing a completely different Superman story. I'm excited for either one. The day that news came out, you saw the split. There were you had us who were excited about Tanahasi Coates writing because if you've read Black Panther and you've read Captain America, his runs on both of those stories are phenomenal yep. adventures that he's written. Yep. And you have the other side who are upset or angered that it's not Cavill because they don't think it's going to be Cavill. And look, I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I thought he did great. We loved Man of Steel. I would love to see more of Henry Cavill happening. If it's not going to happen, you know what? At least we got one, two, three stories with Henry Cavill in them as Superman. And who knows what happens with uh, Rock's Black Adam movie because he and Henry Cavill are buddies. They're under the same representation. Maybe he does something in the Black Adam film as his Superman. Who knows? But that's not going to make me want to petition anger right to Warner Brothers to say, how dare you make a new Superman story without Henry Cavill with Tanahasi Coates and start writing Tanahasi Coates. He doesn't even have a Twitter account. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Yeah, but he's trying to attack Tanahasi Coates. The last thing you should be doing is thinking of attacking someone like Tanahasi Coates with the history the guy has had in writing, the stories he's written about since he's touching on this type of topic in his first book, Between the World and the Me, regarding with race, that now you would try to bring that into him in this comic book world. It's just, it's, it's, it's over. It's crazy. It, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, just enjoy the, what they're writing for you. If you don't like the story, wait it out till the next story happens. Yeah. But we don't know. And you don't even know yet. We have no news if Henry yeah. Cavill is going to be uh, continuing as Superman or not. Is he going to be in Tanasi Coates? But everyone jumped to that all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, it's the I, I like to bring up, you know, the 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 internet and, and social media, they're, they're tools, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they are tools that we can use. And just like any other tool, you know, with a, with a shovel, you can, you know, dig a trench and, 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 and plant, you know, plant wheat and, and have a farm, or I could use that shovel and hit you in the head and kill you. Like, you know, it's same tool, both mm -hmm. uses. Now I'm not, you know, this is not one of those like Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Arguments. That's not my fucking with, point here. With a sledgehammer, you not can hammer in a spike or take it into the ring and knock that guy out before the ref can see what happens King and of cost Kings. him the match. King exactly. Of Kings. But my point there is that, like social media, in a lot of ways, like it allows for us to engage very quickly. It allows us to share stuff, you know, in an instant with with family and friends and share ideas, which also sometimes means that we don't think before we speak. Mm -hmm. it's 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 got it's you know it's got its positives and it's got its negatives just like everything yep. else and the 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 thing that i would hope people would start doing is as as fans give it a minute if yeah. you see some news confirm it first make sure it's coming from multiple sources verify you know ver yeah verify think before you fucking speak mm -hmm. and if you still really want to go on the internet and be angry I mean, it's not a lot I could fucking do to, to go be angry to you to do otherwise. If you want to do that, like it's, you know, I can't fucking do anything, but I mean, try to do something fucking positive with that energy. You fucking dingus, you know, like you could just right. try to, you could be critical. You could be unhappy with decisions. You know, I, you could, if you want to write articles about how bad the, jo the justice league that Joss Whedon did was go for it. You know, if you want to be critical of Gal Gadot's time in the Israeli military, Go for it. You know, if 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 you want to go after 
you know, Amber Heard and, and Johnny Depp, because I don't know what the fuck is going on with the two of those who, at this point. Who knows? I don't know who's bad and who's good. I mean, apparently now fucking Gen Z on TikTok is all behind Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And Amber Heard's the prison. evil one. We're, I don't even know, man. I didn't even see how that happened. I just opened Twitter one day. I'm like, what? What? Jo- Johnny's back? I, uh, I Let know. me check the old TikTok. OTT. Yeah, yeah, who fuck? Yeah, the old TT. I don't fucking know what's going on, but... It, it, and, and I can't, I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck to say to, to trolls that would make them happy. You know, I, I've, I've been a bitter and angry person on the internet before, but I just, I, I feel like now I, I can't, it's not that I can't empathize, but it's like, I don't, I, don't, I can't get in that mindset, you know, in, anymore for the, for the most part, like when I see like a lot of negativity or I have a really negative thought, like I, I try not to fixate on it. You know, I try not to, to bend it and warp it and hammer it into a nail that I then use to build my personality you know and that's mm-hmm. but that's what it seems like for some people that's that's what it is you know it's it's every, everyone thinks they're a, you know they're they're a critic and a lot of times their their critiques just come off as mean-spirited and 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 like i said bullying not actually and critiques exactly it's you know and it, it, there's no there's no room for growth there's not a hey you know i didn't like this this what i think could have been better it's just 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 anger and 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 poison just being spewed out of their mouth holes and mm-hmm. i don't have a fix for it um it, it'd Wait, be nice we weren't gonna fix it in this episode <sighs> I, yeah my bad uh, i'm just gonna i was just saying there's a fucking problem i don't actually have a solution waiting for the for the toxic fandom vaccine to be administered here at the end of this episode <sighs> read swamp thing uh, doing it um <laughs> There's that will fix all of our problems. Um, Got him. I mean, and you know, like I like I've talked to to Tom about this before. Like my my analytical brain is is kind of is kind of gone. You know, like my college level like analytical like breaking down literature and 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 all these different things. Like my AP literature brain, where I read Heart of Darkness and 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 talked about the al- you know the allegory and all this other shit like i that's it's all gone mm-hmm. basically my brain saw no reason to maintain that information my brain sees much more value in talking about things i like and not talking about things i dislike that mm-hmm. that's where my brain goes now you know like i if, if you really want to have a discussion about something i didn't enjoy like we can but overwhelmingly i mean like i i feel like I feel very similar now. I feel very like a kindred spirit to my to my father in law. Like he'll go see a movie and it just gets panned by critics and it's terrible. And he'll come out and he'll be like, "Well, I really liked this thing. Like I really liked this scene. This scene was good. Yeah, it wasn't a great movie overall, but I enjoyed this." Like he always yeah. finds something positive. There's always that's kind positive. of that's kind of what I've become when it comes yeah. to the movies and TV shows I watch. I'll say either I really really loved it or I'll be like, "I liked it." Yeah, I, I'm no longer that guy who was like, and I used to write you know, reviews, but I've never been the guy now who's like, it was horrible. Thumbs down. I'm not that guy. I'm either really loving it or like it. And that's just because I'm addicted to all things, movie and television. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe because we're not critical, you know, we don't, we don't trim enough of the fat. We're not cutthroat enough. Like maybe we, you know, as as far as the social Darwinism is concerned, we're not going to fucking make it. I don't fucking know. I don't care. I don't (laughs) like, I don't, you know, I don't like like stirring controversy. Like, Sometimes, you know, I have a passionate reaction to stuff, but overwhelmingly, like, I don't know. You know, I, I, I like to try to keep a lot of things positive. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm not the most fucking positive person. 
Let but, people enjoy the things. Yeah, if if you like things, but also let people not enjoy things, not enjoy you know? the things. Like, yeah, that that's again we we didn't really talk about like toxic positivity, but that's a, another fucking problem. But again, I mean, basically, it's it's you know let people think the way they think, but also recognize the 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 ways in which we try to influence people and influence the way you know they they see things. Bring back civility. Yeah, in the like way we you, disagree. Yeah, and, and I mean, and I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not going to get political about this because there's, you know, the the left and the right. Like, you don't need to always concede and meet in the middle because sometimes the middle is all just a bunch of fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that's not, you know, that's not about what this is about. It's and we are now the capeless crusaders. We are exactly, yeah, March, March, 4th, March 4th. Who yeah. fucking knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, just don't, don't be dicks. Don't you be know, dicks. Like if, if you don't like yeah. something, like you don't fucking like something. I don't know. Like, yeah. it, like look look at your language. Look at the fact that when you type something out or when you text something, like there's no body language or, or inflection or tone or anything. There's just words, and that's not a good way of communicating. You know, just try to try to recognize that you know it's not to be judgmental, not to 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 crap on other people's opinions, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If you fucking like something, you like it. If you don't like, you don't like it. Like it's, you know, I'm, I'm try to be respectful of that. But take a moment and look at and look at that tweet you're composing. Yeah. Before you send it. Yeah. Would your mom appreciate that tweet? Send you know, it. if it's real I shitty did. and your mom would appreciate it, well, maybe you need to go talk to your mom. Maybe she's got a fucking <laughs> problem with you. I don't fucking know. Um, but that that's about gonna wrap it up for this episode of the Capeless Crusaders. Um, we're gonna step out of the toxic pool. Don't gonna... be toxic, you dicks. Ugh, unless you're the toxic avenger. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, that's cool. You that I'm down with that. Yeah. Man, 80s movies, man. You know, this never never as good as that. <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> yeah. Was Toxic Avenger 80s? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, okay. I like 89, 88, like late 80s. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 yeah great. Great. Yeah, great. Yeah. Everything else after that was shit. Uh, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah. Just just go fucking just. Take a long walk off a short pier, you piece of shit. Yeah, um, go kick rocks. No, fucking assholes. Just, again, just fucking enjoy shit. Like, just share shit you like and don't share shit you don't like. Yeah. Oh, fucking no. Everything doesn't need to be a fucking debate. But yeah. but also, like, if you like debating stuff, I mean, that's cool, debate. too. Like, I didn't, I wasn't on the fucking debate team, you know? I don't fucking, like, I don't you always like, like having arguments and having, sometimes I do. Sometimes I shut down because I'm like, I don't want to fucking have this conversation anymore. <laughs> all right so thanks for hanging out uh my name is of course david barry i'm joined by none other than the most electrifying man in all of podcasting this is the azorian one anthony steves thanks for hanging out um come join us in the discord where we again we we try to be positive um discord um we all got room to grow Fuck, man. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I've always said the, the nicest things, but just take a fucking minute. And it says many things to me every day. Just, yeah, well, you're a piece of shit. Oh, um, well, yeah, I know. But just take care of yourselves and, and each, each other. other. <laughs> Jerry springered them in the end. Ah, fuck Jerry, <laughs> man. He's just, he's really. Anyway, for the Capeless Crusaders, a good night. Good night. <laughs>